Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. All right, let's face it. You have a lot to pay attention to on a date, right? What you think of the other person, how you're coming across, whether they meet your expectations, whether you meet theirs, all of which is over and above your need to be present and engaged in the moment. And now on top of it, throw in a pandemic in the mix. So now you have to worry about how to even meet people, what the actual dates might look like, and not to mention all of the health concerns and precautions to manage. It can be overwhelming. Fears come up that are paralyzing all of you and causing a lot of mistakes along the way when you're trying to date. I'm working with a woman who, when I first spoke with her, proclaimed that she was going to wait until the pandemic was over, or at least when it was safer to meet physically. Now, a lot of people have this belief, but here's the big problem. Before the pandemic hit, she still had difficulties progressing on dates, even when she did meet men out, which was often right away. And moreover, she had a history of what I call tornado situations and relationships where they would be fast and furious, come on strong, and then boom, fizzle and fade away as fast as it came. So after doing my detective work, as you know, I often do, I discovered there were three huge mistakes she was making. Number one, it was her vetting process. She only tended to date men she was highly physically attracted to and not paying attention to other qualities in the profile or anything else about the men as she was sifting through the profiles. Number two, She had a really hard time expressing her feelings and needs, and this was a deeper issue and problem that she really didn't realize and connected to a lot of the things that she grew up with. And constantly, she would shapeshift into what men wanted from her because she so badly wanted that chemistry, that connection, and she was actually using the sexual charge she was feeling as a way to feel. And that's what she was relying on. So that is who she was getting attracted to. Mistake number three is she didn't do a lot of conversation and work on building an emotional connection before she would meet them. So she actually would use the physical date to determine if there was something there. Overall, in her effort to find chemistry and the quote unquote one, she was actually creating a disconnected and sexual interaction with men. And so this is why we started working together now. And I told her that the biggest mistake she was making, especially in her case, was to wait and go back to what wasn't working in the first place. So I'm like, what, you're going to wait and you'll find that perfect time. And then the same story is going to keep happening over and over again. So Actually, using this quarantine time is the perfect time and opportunity to get a handle on this so that when she does meet men moving forward, whether it's online or in person, she will have a deeper and healthier connection. And so I'm happy to say we were working really hard, making a lot of progress, and she's dating two guys right now. She really likes, and guess what? 
she hasn't even met either one of these guys. Now, this is a huge accomplishment for her. And she told me, and I quote, these connections, these interactions she's having with men are probably the best ones she's ever had in her whole dating life. So luckily, the most common dating mistakes are quite avoidable once you know what they are. And now is the time to work on this while you have the ability to slow down and focus on yourself and what you want. So knowing ahead of time what behaviors and actions to avoid during the pandemic can save you from the mistakes that cost you a second date and possible relationship with someone you really like. And it's important to hone in on these challenges you're having that is preventing you from finding love so that you can use this unique time we are all in to break patterns, to learn something new about yourself and the way that you date. Now, I know what you're thinking. That all sounds really good, Kimmy, but it's hard to date when you can't really meet people. I just don't believe it. It's it's too hard to practice what you're saying. Wow. I am here to tell you, because I've been working with thousands of people during this time, you don't need to meet someone physically to build a connection. And if it is hard for you, well, then even more the reason to take a look at that for yourself and why that is. Maybe it's your conversation skills. Maybe it's your flirting techniques or lack thereof. Difficulties about sharing things to other people. It could be a number of things, which is the very reason to work on that before you meet someone. Besides, learning how to vet people based on how they show up for you and connect with you in a way is letting people earn you and the right to meet you. So if you have issues, for instance, around letting men or women earn you, then this is a perfect way to practice that. Again, knowing ahead of time what behaviors and actions to avoid during the pandemic can save you from the mistakes that cost you that second date and possible an amazing relationship with someone that you like. So today I want to have a little fun and go over the top 10 dating mistakes to avoid during a pandemic and what to do. And this is based on kind of the research I've been doing and what's common out there. And obviously some of these things also exist outside the pandemic, but I just think that because of the quarantine time, these mistakes are highlighted and exacerbated. All right. So the first one is to not date at all and wait for it to be over. Obviously you heard me start, you know, with that whole phenomenon. This is probably the worst thing you could do is shut down your dating life right now. We don't know when things will go back to the way it was. And quite honestly, most, you know, experts and people in my industry are predicting that this new way of dating folks is here to stay regardless of social distancing and quarantine and all that. So, The bigger thing to ask yourself is how much of you waiting is an excuse, is a fear that you might have that's attached to it. Like it's easier to not date, to be perfectly honest, I would agree with you. It's it's really easy not to date and just kind of, you know, be in your little comfy cocoon versus being vulnerable, putting yourself out there and in fear of getting hurt or rejected. 
And in that case, you might always have that excuse. Because here's this, here's the thing before the pandemic hit, you might've said, uh, well, I'll wait till I lose weight to put those pictures up online or, oh, I'll wait until I finish my business project. I'll wait till my career's in a better place, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes on and on. I call it, and I've talked about this before, but I just, I like to name this. It's called the waiting for Godot syndrome. If those of you who have ever seen that play, it's a one man play where this guy goes on stage and he just waits for this powerful being called Godot. Well, guess what? Godot never comes. He misses the train. He never comes. So the whole play, it's like two, I don't know. It's a really long play. I don't even remember how long it was. And you're waiting for this, this person to show up and, and they never do. So is that you? Are you waiting for Godot? Are you just sitting there waiting for that perfect time? But my guess is there's never going to be that perfect time because you'll find another excuse or fear that will stop you again. So that's the very first one. Mistake number two, meeting someone right away. Okay, not only is this unsafe these days, but you are not giving yourself a chance to get to know someone. By having fun banter, interesting phone conversations, creative video dates, you can learn so much about the person and build an emotional connection, which in the end will get you even more excited and have a more meaningful interaction, to be honest. Not to mention, not to mention, it is less expensive, okay? It's way more efficient and I mean, come on, you only have to pick out an outfit from your waist up. When else do you, you know, especially if you're a woman and we're constantly, and you know me, I'm constantly on you all to have great dating looks. Well, now all you have to pay attention to is the waist up. So again, there's so many reasons for waiting that I really highly recommend that. All right. Mistake number three, treating a video date like you are attending a business meeting. Now, I know it's really hard these days because we are all on Zoom for most of our meetings and we're doing everything virtually. And I mean, that can get really tiresome, but this is not a business Zoom meeting that you are squeezing in between your conferences and appointments. And the fallout of this, I see people getting way too serious and they don't flirt and they're using the video date as a quick vetting process to weed out other applicants. You know, by doing this, you are setting up the perfect setting to fail. Why? Because you are not in the right flirty, open and fun mindset to create the connection. So instead, give yourself time in between meetings. I always first of all, suggest night meetings because your day is usually done and you can give yourself maybe an hour from your work time to your flirty time and do a little date prep in that time. An hour is optimal, but if you don't have that, even a half hour would would do you good. Get date ready by listening to music, put on some fun, colorful outfit, and also get in that playful flirty state. It's crucial. All right, mistake number four. There's kind of this lack of regard of how you look or feel during a virtual date and almost, I don't know, the sense of not caring. You're just almost going through the motions. I know that dating fatigue is happening even more so now because we're just left with relying on the virtual world, but I see and hear a lot of clients being guilty of this. It's almost this numbing out that's going on. 
and you're going through the motions just to get through another date. And you might wear like frumpy clothes and you don't care about how you look or being mindful of even the environment around you. So use dates as an opportunity to get dressed up. Like if you're in your sweats all day long with no makeup on, oh my gosh, this is an amazing time for you to have an excuse to take a shower, get your, get your hair done. And men, this goes for you too. You know, you can't get out of this just because you don't curl your hair and wear makeup. You could put on a nice button down shirt rather than your big T, you know, for a date. Shift your energy, clean up your area that will be seen in the camera behind you. Treat it like an actual date. This is not a video meeting. Okay, mistake number five only trying one modality. This is a big one. And what I mean by that is, here's the thing. I hear all the time, dating virtually doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And then when I ask more about that, they have tried only one app or their pictures are crappy. (laughs) So they didn't even write a profile or whatever it is. So you are right about one thing. If you don't put effort into it, it won't work for you. But the, you know, the reality is, is you only tried one thing and you're kind of being half-assed about it. Instead, what can you do in ways of how you're marketing yourself and navigating the site so that you are achieving optimal performance? Try different sites. And, and even there's social events happening online. I mean, you know, people are getting really creative and you can join activities like art classes, dance classes, improv classes online. There's social events going on. And, you know, having that variety is just like how I used to preach when we were in the physical world, as I like to call it, you know, the name of the game is diversifying your dating portfolio. And if you don't diversify and you just hone in on one thing, that's when the burnout happens. You can even practice, you know, making eye contact and smiling through your mask at someone in line at the grocery store. Remember what you put out is what you often get back. Um, I've been working with this client and she just started with me and she was one of those that said, you know, I I tried coffee meets bagel and I, I, I don't know, this online thing doesn't work for me. I said, well, what else have you tried? And she's like, well, that's pretty much it, but it's just not for me. And then I hop on her profile and I see she has one headshot and that's it. And it's not even that great of a headshot. So not only was her marketing not right, so she wasn't really like putting herself out there enough. She wasn't giving it enough time and she wasn't trying other apps to really give it a shot. So think about that for you. All right. Mistake number six. Okay. This is a big one and I'm going to harp on this for a little bit. Boring conversations. Oh gosh, conversations are huge in creating attraction and connection. So ask yourself, what are your conversation skills like? And do you flirt? Most people, I I can't tell you how <laughs> I hear this all the time. It's the other person's fault. Like, oh, he isn't good at conversation. He's so boring, or she doesn't really do anything. She's boring. Like, I, I just hear this across the board. And of course, this could be true. I'm not saying that that other person is not boring. You're only 50% of the equation. But I've seen firsthand 
that a lot of times there are things that you can do or my clients can do to drive a better conversation. And you may be creating the boring exchange unbeknownst to you. I mean, I go into people's profiles. This is one of my little superpowers is going on Bumble or going into your profile and seeing what your conversations are like. I mean, there's no hiding there. <laughs> the biggest mistakes I see people make when I, when I look at that is that, and I also look at text exchanges too, by the way. I mean, there's no escape when you're working with me, by the, but that's how you learn, right? That's how you shift and understand maybe there's some little tweaks, little things you can do that would create a huge difference. And it does. But I see that these exchanges are either transactional, they're too serious, they're too factual, or they use the same generic questions over and over again to everyone. They, they literally just like copy and paste questions. So instead, think about infusing more storytelling and emotions into your conversations and create interest and excitement. Ask questions and share things about yourself. Play, play. I mean, dating is not supposed to be painful. It is supposed to be fun. Play guessing games. Don't be so linear and literal. Like, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? So what was your Saturday like? Oh, nothing much. I just went to the grocery store. How about you? Oh my God. Like, I can't tell you, right? Like even listening to it bores you. So just have a little fun. I mean, this is why I've been teaching flirt workshops. And when I work with people, we will actually do exercises and activities so that they practice the art of game playing and conversation skills. Think outside the box. This is not a LinkedIn exchange. You're not vetting for the next employee. This is a potential date candidate. So give it a chance and create some fun. You'll be amazed at how different you and the other person will feel. I was on the phone the other day with a client and I literally spent almost half the coaching session just role-playing with her, some storytelling techniques, because she realized that that was part of why things weren't progressing online. Like she would only get so far. And then she said the guys were getting really bored. And then she was getting bored because she didn't know what to say. So we just kept, you know, trying different stories and really helping her get into more of her body as she was telling it. And it's made a huge difference and guys have asked her out. So that's a game changer. All right. Mistake number seven, being too negative. Okay. This probably sounds like an obvious one, right? But you may not even realize you're doing it. And most people don't. I mean, most people don't go in thinking, okay, I'm going to be negative here. But negativity leaks in your profiles. It leaks in your conversations. It leaks in your body language. And especially now, especially now, I am seeing a lot of people complain about how the pandemic has ruined their lives and how awful it is out there. I mean, I understand that it joins people. So that part is not a bad thing, talking about maybe how it's affecting your life. But if you harp on the negative side of things and you go down that rabbit hole, that's where it becomes problematic. Remember, negativity breeds contempt. And confronting someone's negativity with your own negativity doesn't work because that's addictive. Your negative reaction to their negative reaction simply adds fuel to the fire and your relationship is already starting out by joining a negativity. Think about it. And there is nothing that kills off motivation and productivity in dating 
quicker than bad vibes. That's why a lot of people experience dating burnout and fatigue because of the negative mindset, which often creates the negative experiences. So also be careful of announcing your flaws on a first date or in a profile. I mean, modesty is appealing, but low self-esteem is so not appealing. (laughs) Making, you know, those little self-efficacy jokes here and there is fine, but not a string of them. You know, try being positive instead and highlight fun and exciting and goofy things that you enjoy or parts of your day. All right, mistake number eight is giving a lecture about your cherished beliefs. Now, the reason why I want to highlight this, because, you know, we are living in an environment right now where there is a lot of sensitivity with politics and what's going on in the world. And, you know, there's a reason why you shouldn't discuss politics or religion on a first date. When you have strong opinions or beliefs, it's easy to get a bit overexcited and go on from participating in a discussion to monopolizing one. Be cautious when discussing anything about which you feel like really passionate about or angry about and make sure you're not overwhelming the other person, especially if they're first getting to know you. I mean, that that can be a lot. It's like you're going to bulldoze that person. So better topics, you know, travel, hobbies, passions, funny stories, lighter themes. Always think lighter when you're first getting to know someone. All right. Mistake number nine Oh, okay. Women, sorry. You do this a lot. Discussing your ideal partner. Okay. So a lot of people, even more now, I would say, is vetting for that perfect apocalyptic partner. (laughs) And you're firing questions at your date to see if they are going to be the right fit for you, especially now. Do not on the first date or as you're first getting to know someone. So what is it that you're looking for kind of thing? And you might say, well, Kim, what's wrong with that? Like, shouldn't I know what a person is looking for? Well, here's the problem with this topic is that it usually comes across as, well, this is something I must have or like a deal breaker kind of list. Most people cannot meet, even if you just intend it as a nice-to-have guideline. In other words, it's likely to turn off the other person rather than endearing them to you. And if you are a woman, you must know, and men, you can back me up, that men do not think this way on first dates. They don't think in fairy tales on the first encounter. They just want to see if you're cool and that they're attracted to you and feel you and and. If they like you, hey, let's go on another date. Like, it's that simple. And yet we women, we jump to the fairy tale and the end of the story and just be careful that. (laughs) Okay, and mistake number 10, drum roll, is talking about an ex or a past relationship. Okay, I'm seeing this more and more in quarantine because... You know, when you have more time to sit with yourself, you start reflecting on past relationships, right? And and sometimes we think, oh, well, that person maybe wasn't that bad. And we start thinking, or, oh, wow, that was really bad. And so there's a lot of reflection happening. But it's okay to reflect on your own and when you're, you know, kind of just sitting there on the couch and reflecting. But don't do that with someone you're first meeting. So unless you're asked directly, 
I would avoid the soliloquies about your ex. It will only make you look like you haven't moved on. And if you're asked, just stay brief, you know, say something nice, uh, the nicest thing you can and subtly and politely try to change or divert the subject. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of other little nuances and mistakes that people are making, but I, I hope that was helpful. And, and really why I wanted to list this is know that there are things you can do in each of those categories that will make a huge difference and help you progress on dates and have a more positive mindset around it right now. All right, next up is the letter that I often read, and it's perfect for the subject we're talking about. It's from Tina. And Tina says, I want to get married to someone I am in love with, not a marriage of convenience. I want to increase my confidence and date someone who is also confident. I want to make changes so it's easier to meet guys in person and easier to date online. I have problems that make me feel I have to wait to date right now with everything that is happening in the world. I have difficulty meeting people and find it very hard to date online. I have fearful beliefs about what is available. Not sure what to do, Tina. Uh, Okay, well, it's frustrating when you desire to find love and connection, yet it's so hard to know how, how to find it, especially now. But here's the thing. It seems like from what you said, and obviously I don't know you, but you had issues around meeting people and progressing in your online dating life even before the pandemic hit. So I know I may sound like a broken record here, but this really is a perfect time to practice your virtual dating skills in the comfort of your own home so that you can learn to get out of your shell that you sound like you are in. So here are some tips where I think you need to get started. First off, change that mindset of yours. Let go of the word dating since that has been a negative connotation for you. And I would replace it with the word social. Use this time to learn and key in on your social skills. Number two, I recommend going on two dating apps with just the sole purpose of practicing the art of conversation and flirtation. And that is an effort's for you to get more comfortable with it. Because once you get more comfortable with it, you will increase your confidence and it'll have a trickle-down effect, both online and offline. And number three, expand your interactions by then moving to video dates. You know, once you get comfortable with IMing people and having a couple conversations between, you know, text exchanges and DMs, then move to a video date and work on things like your facial expression, your tonality, your body language, and your communication with men. It's like everything that I always tell you, you listening, is that it's about practice. It's about, you know, just creating new habits for yourself and you have to start small. And I promise when you start small, it'll add up to the bigger win. You can do this. And remember, people change when things are uncomfortable. So the fact that this feels overwhelming and a bit anxiety-producing, it's good because it means it's something you need to do. Then it's all about practice, practice, practice until it becomes a new habit. 
You have the right to find love and not wait in fear of dot, 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 whatever that is for you. Knowing ahead of time of what behaviors and actions to avoid during the pandemic can save you from the mistakes that cost you a second date and possibly someone amazing in your life down the road. So thanks for joining me today. As always, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know, as always, go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you want to know more about specific dating mistakes you might be making, take my exclusive dating archetype quiz if you haven't done so already and find out what your archetype might be and how those mistakes might be manifesting on your dates. Take the quiz, which you can find in the show notes. And if you want to take it one step further, check out my brand new special podcast series called This May Be Why You Suck at Dating, where I will help you learn to get out of your head and out of all those mistakes that you might be making and into his bed. This series is filled with juicy audio-only episodes never heard before, which you can access right here and listen to as you do my podcasts. You will get all the recordings, my exclusive workbooks and guides. You even get a private coaching call with me. So if you've ever thought, oh, I wish I knew what I was doing wrong after failed dating experiences and all these mistakes you might be making, you'll for sure want to get this. It's really simple. It takes no more than 30 seconds. You just click the link, you purchase it. It's only $47. And then you choose the link of the podcast player you want to use. And you can listen to it anywhere in any app. So I hope that was helpful and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 